Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? And welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Liv Siddle and I'm joined here by the wonderful Nadine Shah. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Very good. After going to the wrong rough trade <sighs> on the way here. I was hoping there'd be like no no mention of this <laughs> in my like, disorganisation. Uh, but I'm here. It's funny because you come here a lot. So I was a bit confused as to why you went to the wrong one. But that's okay. It's fine. See, if I didn't know this was happening today, I would have been in here anyway. Uh, yeah. Having a gin and tonic <laughs> and buying records that I can't afford. That I never play. Oh, do you not play them? There was some statistic in like, I don't know, The Guardian or something like that. And it was like, oh, it was something, it's something like absurd, like 70% of people that buy vinyl never play them. I'm I mean, that I guy. It, yeah, I think it does happen quite a lot. If I had a better player, I probably would, but you know, but they look nice. That's the only reason I get them. Have you got them all like displayed in your house on a shelf? No, actually, you know what? I haven't. <laughs> I'm meaning to. At one point, they'll all be out. But they're, they're all <laughs> terrible choices, though. I don't want to, like, advertise how crap my taste in music is. I know what you mean. There is a bit of pressure if people come around your house and they look through your collection. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> don't know that. No, that was a free one. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> no, that was a present. That was a present. <laughs> Get that in the bin. Anyway, um, so you're here today uh, to celebrate your new and third album, uh, Holiday Destination. Yeah. Great title. Uh, and it comes out on the 25th of August on 1965 Records. And yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the album to start off with for those that maybe don't know your music? Uh, so yeah, third one. This one's not about being upset about boys. Okay. For once, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, well, it was it was virtually impossible to write about anything else other than the subject matter. Because it's about predominantly... Um, I mean, the first song was written about the Syrian refugee crisis. And actually not just Syrian, it was about like, um, there were lots of people coming into, you know, like making the harrowing journey and then finally arriving in Kos, this island off Greece. Yeah. And then there was loads of news reports about it. And a lot of people were Syrian, but it's not just Syrian, it was like Afghanistanis, um, Afghans, um, Iraqis, Pakistanis, people from all over the world who were having a shit time, you know, in, in really awful harrowing situations. Um, so I was writing about that because there was this news piece that was on and they were interviewing holiday makers who were in Kos and they were going, oh, so how, how do you feel about this? You know, these people coming. And there was this, you know, some people were very sympathetic, you know, like, which makes sense. And then there was this one couple, actually there was a few couples, but there was one couple in particular that were like, it's really ruining our holiday. Oh my God. In like... <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of me that kind of understood that. I was like, you know, fair enough. You've like saved up and this is like your, your, your solace. You know, it's like your time to just kind of forget all your nine to five worries and the rest of it. It's your holiday. It was actually, so I, I understand that it might ruin your holiday. Yeah. But <laughs> it's the fact that they're like the unashamed, um, outspoken view of like, you know, people are going to hear what you're saying. <laughs> people are hearing that you're like, you're not, you know, you have no empathy whatsoever and that you're not a nice person. Maybe lie <laughs> if you're going to be broadcast on television. Maybe lie. But, yeah, well, yeah, just lie. But I think that's kind of what we're seeing in general. We're seeing this like, you know, this, um, this unashamed, and it's awful, this rise in nationalism globally, but also this like total lack of empathy going around where people just don't care about other people and saying, oh, well, I'm all right, Jack. That kind of a thing. And not being afraid to, to say that because I guess people have way more ways of saying it. Like as we've seen on Twitter and Facebook and everything, people are just saying what they really think out yeah. loud and that's getting recorded on the internet and then that's sometimes getting you know added into news articles and people are like, yep, that's what I feel it, and I'm going to say it. Well, it's like you've got like these massive newspapers, publications, putting like the most disgusting headlines on the front pages. So if they're, if, you know, if the media are able to say it, and then makes people think, well, they're saying it, so I can, you know, I can say it too. And like suddenly coming out the cracks as all these people like, well, I think like that as well. And you're like, you're one of them as well. Oh my God. So there's, it's just, it's pretty grim. It's a really grim time. <laughs> but, uh, so I was writing about that a lot, but I hope it, despite like the, the kind of theme of the album being quite heavily political, I hope that it's not, well, I made a conscious effort for the music to be upbeat and energetic. Yeah. I don't want it to be like just dour and preaching at people. It's meant to instill like hope and make people move and then sing the songs 
sing them out loud to other people, pass the message on kind of thing. So hopefully it's not too dour and down in the dumps, but um, but there is like a political, important political message present. Well, good for you for doing that. Thanks. And it is good to, to put across messages in the unexpected way. Like if you did put across these these lyrics and this message in a very sad way, people probably, I don't know. I think it's clever to do it when you mix it over Can you it change it around. What's it, like Stevie Wonder is like yes. the best example. Yes. Like songs like Higher Ground and Living for the City. I mean, there's like, they're amazing songs I grew up listening to. And only now I'm an adult, I realise that they're like highly political songs, but yeah. maybe not at the time. But he's, I think, a genius when it comes to um, putting the two together. Yeah, it's that subtlety. Yeah. Where did you grow up? In the northeast, so a place called South Shields. Who's from South Shields? <laughs> Who is famous? Nobody. <laughs> I don't know who's from there. Uh, it's kind of in between. It's it's very near Sunderland. Okay. Very near Sunderland, and not like a little coastal town. Oh, uh, nice. Just there. Yeah, it's all right. Did you grow up buying records or? No, uh, not at all. Because it's like there wasn't really a cool record store to go to near where I lived, um, and it was kind of like an HMV high mm. street thing. And I, I wasn't. I was really into jazz music when I was younger. Oh, really? So I listened to lots of jazz music. And I only, I've only really started exploring other types of music since my first album. Since that came out, people That's were cool. like, have you heard this artist? Have you heard PJ Harvey? Have you heard Nick Cave? And I was like, nah, 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 nah. No way. Yeah, I really, it's, it's pretty new for me. Um, but I've been obsessed ever since. Uh, and now I listen to some reasonably cool stuff. <laughs> what kind of stuff are you into at the moment? I'm still like obsessed with lots of world music. Like I love it, but like lots of old world music. So mm. like Ethiopia's album's oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, stuff like there's a woman called Selda Bagchan, um, oh, who's an amazing like, political activist herself as well in Turkey. Uh, oh, t- loads, loads and loads of stuff. That's Especially great. like even from my father's country, like music from Pakistan as well. Uh, a lady called Abada Paveen, who's awesome, um, like a Sufi singer. Oh, wow. She's like a proper powerhouse. Like she could wipe the floor with like your Mariah Carey's and you at Houston's. <laughs> She's a legend. Great. Uh, I wanted yeah. to ask about your mum and dad actually, because your dad's Pakistani and your mum is Norwegian. Is mm. that right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I just. I really like hearing stories about how people's parents met. Could you tell me how they met? <laughs> oh no, it's not romantic at all. Oh, <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, my dad stalked her. Oh my god. No, it wasn't actual stalking. Just you know, follow. I mean, they didn't have Facebook in those days, so it was a lot more difficult. Um, my dad just kind of took a shine to my mother. I think he dated her best friend, <laughs> thinking that was a really cool way to get in with my mum. It, it, well, it worked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was a big like Yemeni and Pakistani uh, community in South Shields because it's a port town. Oh, okay. Um, and he met my mother there. And my mum was like, I look nothing like her at all. That's just a disclaimer there. I'm not saying I'm fit. My mum was <laughs> a total babe. Like, so my dad was aiming very high. You know, this like this this foreign guy who's just come in and he was getting lots of like, there was quite a bit of racist abuse back in those days. So for him to go for this beautiful, tall, blonde lady, uh, it was quite bold of him. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah, it's ace. Like I went to this Scott Walker night uh, at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my mum was like, oh, Scott Walker. He chatted me up a few times. No. It was true. So no way. I'm, I'm still not talking to her because I'm like, that could have been my dad. <laughs> I mean, my dad's cool, but he's not Scott Walker. That is amazing. Yeah. That is sure. such a great potential dad, too. Potential dad. Jimi Hendrix, his chatter up as well. No way. Because South Shields was a hotbed for lots of great music because you had Chaz Chandler. From the animals, was it? Or who managed it? No, from the animals. Who oh, discovered Jimi Hendrix and oh. all that. So, yeah. But mum um, was frigid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no rock star dads. <laughs> Gutted. But a good dad nonetheless. He's a very, very good dad. He's brilliant. Good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to also ask you if you've seen any really good live music recently. I suppose you've been, been to see the Scott show. How was that? Uh, f- for me, it wasn't so great actually, and I hate saying anything bad about what about music in general because I know how hard it is. Yeah, but I think if you're gonna, and I think Scott Walker even said this on Jarvis Cocker's show when he was talking about the show prior to it happening. Yeah, um, I think uh, Jarvis had said like, "Do you have any advice?" And Scott Walker had said something like, "You know, just make it new," and they didn't. It was like karaoke versions, and uh. the orchestra were amazing, amazing. 
but he's he's um he's a pioneer you know yeah. he should really have young people reinventing his works that because he was in the audience i'm sure he would have loved to have seen that but it was just these kind of lackluster karaoke versions i thought uh, the best one was john grant he was brilliant. He was he was great. Did he change up the track that he was? No, he just didn't. sounded the most like Scott Walker. Oh. You know, it was it was beautiful. But then there was Richard Hawley did this, and I love Richard Hawley, but he did this awful like guitar solo thing, and it was. Okay, Jarvis Cocker yeah. at least made them his own. You could tell he loved the songs, but I mean, it's at the Royal Festival Hall, and you're hearing Scott Walker songs, so it was good in that sense. But I just felt that they should have push the barrier a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. But I suppose they're catering to their normal audience. Or, exactly. You know, and those people probably are very valid in doing that because they're big fans of Scott Walker. Like, of course, yeah. they are the right people to do it. But you're right, maybe changing up a bit is, is the best thing to do. Do yeah. you look at people when they perform on stage? And I'm always interested to see if artists like watch people play live and think about their own live performance and think, oh, maybe I should try that. Or d- does watching live shows affect your own live shows? Yeah, I find it really difficult to watch live gigs because you can't help but be like well I would have done this <laughs> or on the opposite end of the spectrum you're like you're really jealous like I wish I could I wish I could do that <laughs> but I could never so my boyfriend was saying like he was really irritated during the show because I was doing my Scott Walker impression through most of it like, <laughs> and I was like I could do that better than him I could do um, but it, it's quite distracting but also it's 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 always like you're always learning so I'm constantly, I can't really just sit back and relax and enjoy your show. I'm like, how do they make that sound? What's that instrument? Is that a synth or is that? So it's quite, it's quite wow. difficult to just sit back and enjoy a gig nowadays. Oh, but it's all right, you know, <laughs> so a few drinks and you're fine. But, um, but yeah, no, sometimes you get that at shows though. It's quite frustrating, but also inspiring a lot of the yeah. time as well. When you see a great show, you're like, that's why I make music. I want to do what they do. And you want to do it better of com- a competitive yeah, streak, well, perhaps. Yeah, I, I suppose so. <laughs> oh, but with a lot of artists I see, I'm like, I just want to do it 10% as good as they do and I'd yeah, be happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've picked out some records to play for us today. Yeah. Great selection. Um, so would you like to pick the first one and tell me why you've chosen it? All right. So I'm going to go for this one in the middle because I like bigging them uploads. Uh, so Life, um, a band from Hull. I don't know this record. Do you know? A bit embarrassed about that. No, it's fine. I saw them do an in-store here uh, about a month ago. Um, I think there's four or five of them. There's uh, two brothers in the band. They're going to support me on tour in October. Oh, cool. And they're like a, you know, they're a very political punk kind of band nice. from Hull. And people are finding it a really funny fit. Like They're like, why are they supporting Nadine Shah? Who's... <laughs> quite some but I love them I, I, the re, when I put it forward to them I was like come support me on tour and they were like we'll scare your audience <laughs> and I'd said to them right what you can do is you can go and support another punk band and play at the same audience all the time that ain't punk play it in my audience who's an audience that you'd never get and then convert them and yeah, that is so true. But that's, that's proper punk, you know? It's, so Yeah, that's great. It's probably worked as well. I hope so. And I said to them, like, don't hold back. Don't think that you have to, like, give 10% and, like, tone it down. Just go mad. Scare everyone. They'll love it. Um, and they're brilliant. And they do loads of great initiatives and things in Hull with, like, lots of them work in schools with children there. And they're just really right on. And they're brilliant musicians. And the lyrics are funny and they're great. Cool. Um, which one? I mean, there's a really popular one, which if you haven't heard them, I guess in your hands, it's like a call to arms. It's probably the most direct one. It's been played loads on the radio. And if you haven't heard them, it's probably the best introduction to them. Great. Can you introduce the track, please? Yeah. So this is Life in Your Hands. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. Discount all the coffin engravings Eat just by a raw shop, rich and shop Keep telling your piles that 
That was In Your Hands by Life. Good name for a band too. Just go broad. Good name for a band, but really hard to Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you just Google, I think, yeah, that's, the, I had to review them on some radio show a while back and I was Googling Life In Your Hands. I just got loads of like self-help articles. <laughs> Get your life back into your hands. They're pretty useful. Take life back. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> Claim nothing. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Great, thank you for that. What have we got next? Uh, okay, we'll go. They're pretty similar, but mad. We'll go. Okay, so Solange. Uh, Solange. I mean, it's everyone's heard this album. It's brilliant. I just I can't stop playing it. It's been out for like over a year. Doesn't hasn't get it? boring, does it? Nah, it's a bit long. But yeah. now, now I'm visiting like the second half of the album. Mm. I'm starting to play that because well, initially when I got it, I listened to the first six songs and I listen to the rest of it now. Yeah, I think she's a genius. Have and you I seen her play? I saw her at Glastonbury. Oh, me too. And like, <laughs> so good. Just, it just looks brilliant. It looks great. Like she's, like, I think her husband is also like an art director. Yeah. As well, so you can see they've both been working together on this project. Like the outfits, like the, the, the costumes, a performance, everything's really right on. Yeah, it's amazing. I like how it wasn't. It wasn't polished they kind of the dancers are kind of moving in a very like lazy way but it, it is polished but they're trying to make it look as if it's quite casual movements and suddenly she just starts like getting down on her hands and knees and slamming the floor and like rolling her head around and you're like yeah, well, yeah. that's one of those shows where I'm watching it I'm like I want to do 10% of what she does I'd love to go and, and see you play happy. and then suddenly you start getting on all fours and slamming the floor like wonder where she uh, I wonder where she got that from <laughs> slam 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 oh man but I couldn't look like I couldn't look as cool as that lady when she does it but she's a legend yeah. uh, she's like an underdog as well because obviously her sister being Beyonce yeah all that like weight of expectation or the rest of it but I mean she just slammed it didn't she totally it's, it's an amazing album and I don't know I like her lyrical approach as well it's quite it's not diva-esque and like belting it out it's mm. quite laid back and yeah it just it's a lovely listen and I still listen to it. and that's it also like again like politically infused album totally as yeah. well um and she's a proper inspiration she's ace Go on, Solange. Solange, if you're listening, um, hi. <sighs> hi from the gals. Be my mate. <laughs> is there a track you can pick? Yeah. I mean, my, uh, Cranes in the Sky is always a great one to listen to, but I think for the lyrics, because I just think it's a genius, genius lyric, uh, is it called Don't Touch My Hair? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is it called Don't Touch My Hair? I think so. Is it Don't on the back mad, there? Was weary, rise, don't you wait, where do we go? Touch, touch. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. That's what I'm going to call it, because that's it. the main lyric. But, the, oh yeah, it is. Don't touch my hair. Oh, featuring Sampha. I didn't know he was in there. But uh, the lyrics in that are brilliant. So that one. So uh, yeah, this is Solange and Don't Touch My Hair. Don't touch my hair When it's the feelings I wear Don't touch my soul It's a rhythm I know Don't touch my crown They see the vision I've found Don't touch what's there When it's the feelings I wear They don't understand what it means to me Where we meant to go They don't 
They say the truth is my sound. They don't understand what it means to me. But we chose to go where we meant to go. They don't understand what it means to me. But we chose to go. nice the way you say don't touch my hair in your accent <laughs> well it's quite different from how salon says it <laughs> if i did it properly it'd be like divin touch me hair <laughs> if it was proper geordie so that was don't touch my hair from Solange. um an excellent record if you haven't listened to it you're mad but if you have hope you enjoyed listening to that again and so you've got two more records one in your head one on the table uh so I guess while it's in my head. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dawson. Oh, Richard Dawson. We love him. Well, I saw him play here again. I'm here all the time. <laughs> you are, aren't you? <laughs> I, just, I like it. Um, yeah, he's also from the northeast. I've known him for years. Really? Um, yeah. I used to go and watch him play in like tiny little rooms above pubs and just kind of sit with my, my mouth open like, how does he make this noise? Yeah. And a lot of the time he do like... Um, he wouldn't be mic'd up because he has this huge bellowing voice. Um, and it's 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 great to see that he's getting recognition yeah. for what he does. And I guess like people keep calling it outsider art because it doesn't... I mean, the song I'm picking is The Vile Stuff. Mm. I think the album or the EP is called The Vile Stuff as well. I mean, I think it's like... I think you probably can't play the whole thing. It's like 12 or 16 minutes long or something. Mm, see what we can do. But... Uh, He's a genius. Yes, he's got yeah. like a great voice and it's just so strange. Like his guitar tunings are mad as well. Um, but he's a genius, like lyrically. Like apparently this song, he mentions loads of um, stories about friends in it. And a few of them, I know the characters, I know who they are from back home. But then I was talking to like a music journalist about it. They were like, isn't it clever that he mentions all of the, is it the apostles? All of the apostles in it. I was like, what? What? So, because uh, all of it's right, you know, Matthew, David, and da, 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 da. So, actually, I just thought it was this kind of tongue in cheek, great song, like a portrait of the Northeast and like debauchery in the Northeast. And uh, he's actually got this genius um, undercurrent of religion there as well. He's just. Yeah. Amazing to know that that, I mean, even his most recent album, there's probably layers and layers of ideas behind those songs that you just will we'll never understand like what's hidden in those lyrics and what it means. It's just, it's almost like mathematic or ancient kind of, I, I, I can't describe him. He's, he's absolutely incredible. And he was one of the ones who, when the Mercury prize nominations were announced last week, everyone was like, where's Richard Dawson? Yeah. I was like, because, I was just yeah. biting my lip about the whole thing. Cause there's a lot of artists that I think should have been nominated. Who else do you think should have been nominated? Uh, Jane Weaver. actually. Yeah. I think cause she's like, um, I mean, she's become 
uh, what do you call it when someone's older? she's just she's one of these uh, musicians that's been going for years and she's brilliant and she maybe has a bit of a niche audience but she's always been especially of a woman you know who's been making music for as long as Jane has as well and she keeps making and reinventing what she does um, I think it's about time that she got like a stand up and an applause in that kind of a in a, that kind of a, an arena do you know what like I mean some, that kind of recognition yeah I think so yeah. I think she deserves so, that yeah artists like her and uh, we'll get Richard Dawson, I think, is a real shame. But uh, but you know what? He's he is the underdog, and I'm, I'm sure he would have been awkward as hell if he was there, anyways. Yeah, which I would have loved to watch. Uh, but yeah, it's a real shame he wasn't in it. Imagine seeing him on the stage at the Mercury Awards, like just belting out without an instrument. It's these kind of amazing, like I guess they're kind of almost like shanties. Yeah. Might, that would be great to see and everyone around their posh tables drinking champagne like what <laughs> exactly. well whenever I see him in like those kind of environments I played an award show with him in the northeast a few years back and they called his name down from perform I think he'd fallen asleep and they were like uh, Richard Dawson he's like, oh sorry sorry <laughs> and he stumbles down the stairs he was asleep in like a church pew upstairs that's funny because he slept here as well when he Did came he? to visit yeah when it, before he was in store he asked me if he could sleep on the mezzanine and I made him a little bed out of the old Bjork banner we had outside. <laughs> I love that. Richard Dawson loves a sleep. <laughs> he loves a nap. Loves a nap. <laughs> well, hey, it's doing, it's doing him all right, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's more neat. Do you have more naps? But um, imagine what he dreams in his naps as well. Like, oh, don't. Just, just like, uh, different planets. Different planets. Um, so what was, the, what was the track? The Vile Stuff.
That was The Vile Stuff by the lovely Richard Dawson, um, who hopefully one day will win a Mercury Award, but not this year. Um, and so now we're on the last one. So Ugh. what have you got there? Idols. Um, again, like life, uh, they're just one of these bands at the minute that are making great political music. Yeah, really good. But they have always like they also have just like really funny lyrics. Yeah. And I'm just watching them like I saw them support the not the coolest of bands, but I love them. The Maccabees. <laughs> it was their last show at Alexandra Palace. Oh, how was that? It's brilliant. It was really good. I bet. Um, they're a great... What I like about the Maccabees is like on each record, they, they were part of the same wave of like Mystery Jets and all those other they rubbish were, bands. Yeah. Um, I don't like the Mystery Jets at all. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say it. I think I've told them to their face. They're probably the only band I've ever told to their face I don't like them. Um, they deserved it. But um, they were kind of... They were part of that generation of bands that came out. You know, the kind of the Mumford and Sons and yeah. the Wales and the rest of it. But they actually went and experimented with stuff. Like you can hear that um, Orlando, the lead singer, was a big fan of like uh, Arthur Russell. Yeah, you could hear that on "Given to the Wild." So it was a really, it was a great show, and they chose idols to support them. That's great. Exactly. Good pick. And I was like, go on, you know, because their audience would never. Well, idols would never play to a Maccabees audience. Um, so I thought it was a really smart move, and the audience loved it. I'd love to see idols. Band. Yeah, I missed them when they were here, but. Um must have been hilarious. I saw photographs of when Idols played Rough Trade. Yeah. It looked like mad as hell. <laughs> like it looked proper mad. It doesn't often get mad in the in-stores here. Only occasionally. I, I guess the that only one. one I've missed recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll see them again another time. But um, they're brilliant. There's just like great lyrics. And they've been going for years. And like finally this album's come out. In the Perfect timing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, you know what? With these bands being public, I don't think it's opportunistic either. I just think that people are listening more. Mm. At the minute, they're like, I want someone to soundtrack what's going on in my head. Uh, I think that's really true, actually. It's not just what we're being fed. It's because people need it, so they seek it out, and then it becomes popular. Yeah. I like to think that's the case anyway. I I think it is. (laughs) Honestly, I think it is. And a lot of these bands, like myself included, a lot of people are saying, well, I've heard a few people say things like, oh, so you're writing about that subject because it's very on trend. I'm like... What refugees are on trend? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but jeez, <laughs> man! And uh, the same with like I've heard people say it about idols and about life. Like all these political bands are just being really opportunistic because of the times. That's, That's not a very job. negative way of looking at totally. music. <laughs> totally. But these guys do it so well. It's like the performance is like visceral and energetic and brilliant, and they've got hilarious lyrics about like getting a job. Yeah. Uh, that one brilliant. with the one what's that song that mentions Mary Berry it's like Mary Berry she's got a job <laughs> even Mary Berry's got a job yeah. why don't you get a job even Mary Berry's got a job it's true shout out to Mary <laughs> that's what my mum tells me all the time why don't you get a job even Mary Berry's got a job <laughs> Thanks, I don't know man. what that one's called oh well done that's it okay. I should probably play that one then yeah well if you want to play that one it's a bad, oh yeah it's good um, before we End with that last. Oh no, we've got another one after this, haven't we? Because one of your records. Oops. Oh, <laughs> not rubbish. doing my job properly. I should have picked rubbish records, and I would look really good in comparison. No. Uh, um, can you introduce that Idols track, please? Yeah. Uh, so it's Idols, and this track's called Well Done. Quinn has a job, Mary Berry's got a job, so why don't you get a job? Well done, why don't you win a medal? Even Tarquin wins a medal, Mary Berry's got a medal, so why don't you get a medal? Well done, I rather come my nose off. Tarquin has a degree, Mary Berry's got a degree, so why don't you get a degree? Well done, why don't you like reggae? Even Tarquin likes reggae, Mary Berry loves reggae, so why don't you like reggae? Well done, why don't you watch football? 
well done by idols hopefully that put a bit of what's the phrase put a bit of i don't know some, something your, in your fire up your bum probably has put a bit of fire up your bum the well-known phrase up your bum <laughs> something funny about the word bum it's so like oh. it's playground no just that that's what my mum says when she has a drink she goes like instead of saying cheers she goes like up your bum <laughs> like, mom, your mum sounds fun she's hilarious <laughs> Um, so now we're going to pick a new track off your record, um, which again is out 25th of August and is called Holiday Destination. Um, so I suppose this podcast will be coming out before it comes out. So maybe the track you pick would be quite a nice, um, a good introduction to what the album's about. Yeah, so I think, well, the current single at the time of this going out mm. and at the minute is Holiday Destination. So it's a title track. Okay. But um, yeah, I think that's probably the most. It's it's it encapsulates like all the all the themes of the album. It's got it all in there, um, and that's that song I was telling you. It was like it was a reaction to those holiday makers and cause. Got it. But it's also it's meant to be about looking out and looking back in as well. So um, yeah, and it was the first song we wrote for the album, and yeah, who was it? Someone recently said it. The bassline reminded them of a Michael Jackson tune. So it's probably the most upbeat song I've ever written. Cool. And probably the favourite of the album, I guess. It's got I've got a little soft spot for it. How many um, tracks are on the album? I think ten or eleven. How do you know when it's done? Uh <laughs> when I run out of songs. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and I'm out sure. now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. It's not like painting where you can like go back and revisit it and then mm. add more layers and stuff. But I think they just you learn over time like that you could spend, you know, forever going back and revisiting stuff. But I tend to, once I'm finished an album, I don't listen to it really? again. Well, I'll hear it on the radio in the background or obviously I'll play them live. That must be very odd hearing yourself on the radio. I, I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's it me. Is, it is weird, but I try not to listen because I'll always hear something and go, I could have changed that or I yeah. could have done this. So I don't listen. So when we're doing the mastering, I think I heard this in a Scott Walker interview, apparently, like when he's mastering his album, he asks for it really loud and listens to the whole thing. Because he's like, that's the last time I'm going to hear it. Whoa. So that's what I did with this one. I was like, I want to hear it really loud in the mastering suite. and Because uh, I'm not going to sit down and listen to it again. Wow. I don't think. I'm, Ever. I might. Again. Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe another time. When I'm like old and boring grandkids are going like, I used to be, a, you know, <laughs> semi-famous. Like what grandma used to do. I used to have a blue tick on Twitter. <laughs> and like bore them with some crap songs. And they're like, this is shit. Uh, but yeah, maybe back, maybe then. But until then, no. No. So I'll press mute when I'm listening back to this podcast. Okay, that's fine. When that's fine by on. me. But nobody else should. They should listen to no, it. No, no one else press mute. Please, dear God, don't, don't, don't press mute. Don't do it. I certainly won't be. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in. And you're playing an in-store here, aren't you, sometime? Uh, on album release day. Okay, so 25th of August yeah. in Rough Trady. So please, if you're listening, um, come and see Nadine play because it's going to be great. And there'll be gin and tonics for all. Paid for. but um, And for me. And for you. Uh, and so you can introduce your last track now.
I could hear me slipping and gin and tonic yeah, at the same I time. So, uh, okay, I'm Nadine Shaw and this song is called Holiday Destination.
Musical Mavericks Sparks return with a hippopotamus tour, playing across the UK throughout September. Get your tickets now at aegpresents.co.uk. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.